0: Let's see. What do we got here? Let's turn Wi-Fi off for Instagram. Okay. So hopefully Instagram, you're going to be okay. You're the least reliable platform when I go live. All right. Everybody else, let's go ahead and get started. Um, Again, we like to keep these short and sweet. Today, we're going to be talking about how, why your personal problems are impacting your work life or or basically not why i'm just telling you that they are a lot of times we think that we are very good at keeping our personal and professional life separate but i'm going to talk to you about why <laughs> even if you think that you're keeping work and home life separate, why it doesn't work out. So again, we are on day three. Welcome to the daily live streams. We do this every day at 6 p.m. We have 21 days of lessons, so we still have a lot more time together left. Today's topic, your personal problems are impacting your work. Over 40% of you are in jeopardy, jeopardy of losing your job due to personal issues that you are dealing with. Whether you want to believe it or not, your personal problems are impacting your work. And so in today's lesson, that's what I want to talk to you about because it's one of the number one things that can kind of blindside you and cause little insidious, subtle things to go wrong in your leadership and in your career that then turn into the bigger problems. Like I said, over 40% of people get fired because of personal issues. Again, for those of you that are just now joining the live streams, my name is Yeshika. I'm the founder and CEO of The Lynn Group. My mission is to help leaders lead with impact and do it in a way that's less stressful, because I don't believe that leadership has to be stressful or exhausting or burn you out or pull you away from your family. Um, And not only that, my team as a whole, we lend our expertise to organizations all over the world to help them dramatically improve not only the leadership capabilities within their organization, but also their operations uh, were experts at efficiency, et cetera. So as leaders, we are not immune to things happening in our personal life. For instance, just last year, uh, an organization had contracted with me to come and do some work in a particular department around process improvement and um leadership development, things like that. And on the way there, actually, I think it was like the first week that I got there, I found out that our, my mother-in-law had passed away. So, but on the way there, cause I drove there, she was sick and, you know, rapidly declining in her, in her health. So it was a very traumatic road to trying to go help this organization, but also have to deal with my personal stuff. Um, and the organization you know while they were very understanding once they under you know once I communicated what was going on they were ready for me to hit the ground running right you know I just told you I was an expert in efficiency and all this stuff so they had expected their investment to bring in a leader that was ready to get stuff going ready to help ready to uh, improve these operations but me while I'm usually uh, bringing hundred percent even though I could, you know, get through the day and pretend like I was, you know, doing it in a way that was optimal and maybe still make a good impact because this is just, you know, second nature to me. It didn't um, negate the fact that I was going through traumatic, a traumatic situation and loss and grief. And so did the work stop? No, but um, neither did all of the stuff that was going on in my personal life too. And I have to really be honest and you may have to be honest if you're going through things at home in your personal life with your kids and your relationships. Is it impacting my ability to be present and be focused as I normally would be? Of course. And are these things impacting your ability to be as present and as focused and as mentally on as you normally would be? Yes. So, of course, you're not um, performing optimally. So what I was going through having to be situational, right? So, you know, we all in healthcare, especially kind of know these stages of grief that we go through. And so you kind of know what to expect just because we've been educated, even though when it happens to you, it's totally different, right? But it's situational. But for you, I want you to think about this. I want you to take a good look at your life because maybe for you, it's your relationships, which are not so situational. If you still have to deal with your husband, your boyfriend, your partner, um, your children, all of that stuff, or maybe for you, the thing that is going on in your personal life has to do with your emotional state or your mental well-being. If those things in your life are not on point, then I can guarantee you that even if you think that you're okay when you're going to work that your leadership is not on point. And I won't deny, you know that our jobs can be stressful, especially now with you know trying to keep initiatives going, keep moving forward, but also deal with all the things that we are dealing with now over the past what, three years. It's stressful, and I, I'm I'm not gonna deny that, but I think that some of us need a wake-up call because if your personal life is a mess, and especially if you aren't doing a thing to change it, or the things that you are trying to do to fix your personal life are falling flat, then maybe <laughs> the exhaustion and the brain fog and the disengagement. And the distraction that we kind of talked about on Monday when we talked about burnout, maybe all that has nothing to do with your job. And you're blaming your stress, wrongfully so, on your job because you have to carry all of the weight of that personal stuff into your job and still be expected to show up and perform. So today, this is a huge and it's a heavy topic and it's going to be very individual for a lot of us because while we may experience collective challenges, our personal lives are very different. And the way that we are impacted by our personal lives is very different depending on who we are. So today, I just kind of want to touch on one solution that you can use. And it's probably one that you are not going to (laughs) like. But the first thing that I think that you should do if you find yourself in this situation as a leader is to learn to adopt a level of self-awareness. And it sounds obvious, but I can guarantee you as someone that has had to put this into practice in my life over probably the last 15 years seriously, that I know for a fact that even I, sometimes when things get busy, when they get stressful, either I'll have my practice of self-awareness And it kind of will just be (laughs) half-assed, or I'll let it go to the wayside a little bit if I feel like life is just coming at me really fast. And self-awareness is not about trying to find answers outside of ourselves about why we are experiencing the things that we're experiencing. For instance, in what we're talking about today, what I've noticed is a trend with us leaders in healthcare, Um, one of the things that we struggle with is uh, codependent relationships. And so I want you to think about this. And I want you to think about this, what I'm about to say, not on a surface level. You may have to watch the replay um, if this doesn't quite sink in, because this is this is what I'm talking about when I say self-awareness. It's not just saying, oh, my relationship sucks and it's making me stressed out and it's impacting my job. That's surface level. I want you to be able to think about this and I want you to answer this type of questions. If your personal life, if in your personal life you have to deal with caretaking or you're a people pleaser or you have issues with dependency, whether that be yourself or whether you have um, to deal with other people's dependency, or maybe you just put everybody's needs above your own, then I want you to honestly answer how you think that impacts your work life. And, and I want you to really sit down and I want you to think about how this really impacts your work life. Some of the things that I just mentioned, maybe your stress and your irritability and your brain fog have absolutely nothing to do with your job. And if you can make reflection as a, a normal part of your practice, I think what you're going to start to do is honestly understand what your triggers are and why you're triggered a certain way so that you can get to the heart of the matter, which is usually not your job, if you have these other things that you're more emotionally tied to that are not going well in your life. So (laughs) as I close out today's session, it's going to be a little bit short and sweet. I want to mention, or I think I mentioned it before in um, the ebook on the top five mistakes leaders make. Um, You should be able to find it in the link in bio if you haven't downloaded that book before. Anyway, um, as I mentioned in that (laughs) ebook on the top leadership mistakes, let what I'm about to say be your sign. So this is what I want you to pay attention to. If your personal life is starting to bleed into your professional life, I don't want you to be one of the 40% of people that are at risk for losing your job. And like I said, this usually creeps up and it slaps you in the face. And next thing you know, you're in trouble and you, you don't even know why. I don't want you to let emotional issues or personal issues cause you so much overwhelm that you have trouble staying focused and performing the way that you should in your job. I want you to get help. So if if you're struggling, this is your sign, me saying this, you hearing this, even if this is the only part of what I'm saying and you hear it, then you probably need to get help. There are plenty of ways that you can get help. You can do it through coaching, mentorships, therapy. Um, but I want you to understand that struggling alone is not the business. And all leaders, all great leaders Have someone like uh, on their right hand that they can lean on for help and support. And if you don't, and if you don't think that you need it, then you're doing leadership all wrong. So that is my biggest tip for you for today, something you could put into action right away, right after we get off this um, lesson today. And so I would like to hear your thoughts and your comments you have related to this topic. Make sure you spread the word about these lessons because, like I always say, as leaders in healthcare, we need these type of lessons. We don't often get taught these type of things, but the things that we're covering over the course of these 21 days are the things that most of us struggle with and most of us need help with. Um, make sure you come back tomorrow, same time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time for the live stream. And if you want reminders, I'm going to give you a phone number and you can text the word leadership to the phone number that I put on the screen. Let me put that up for you. glasses, you guys, I was like writing all day and like (laughs) I had some sunblock on my face and my glasses are like so dirty, it's like so embarrassing. All right, so look on the screen for the number to text the word leadership to Instagram. I know you can't see that. So you can text the word leadership to 833-231-4407 if you would like not only that ebook, but you want reminders from when I go live for the rest of this 21 day series. Um, Tomorrow's topic (laughs) should be interesting. We're going to keep this ball rolling about things that can negatively impact your career. So tomorrow we're going to be talking about poor decision-making and how poor decision-making can cost you your job. And we're not going to talk about the obvious stuff. We all know if we make a crappy decision, it could cost us our job. But I want you to think about the process of your decision-making or your failure to even make decisions and how that impacts your ability to be a good leader and could cost you your job. So that's what we're talking about tomorrow. See you then. Take care. Bye.